Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to Monotalk Quarantine Edition. Quarantine via Skype. Yeah. Which I've actually gotten compliments that our stuff sounds really good on Skype. Yes, Tom wanted me to tell you, and I'm saying this while we're recording so he knows that he said it's much better because you're closer to the mic. <laughs> All right. Well, Which we're getting there. So funny. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to ramble talk about life because, you know, that, that's what we decided on today. <laughs> um, we talk yeah. about like quarantine, what we're doing, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And All if right. you have any ideas for episodes, guys, send them our way. Um, we're really excited because we just reached out for people who are interested in being interviewed and we got a lot of good responses. So we're hoping to bring interviews um, back more. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you're on our interview list and you're okay with doing a Skype interview, like please re-DM us because I know some people I've talked to would yes. rather be like in person with us, which I totally understand. But for right now, we're right. just focusing on the Skype ones. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. we fell a little bit behind. I feel like on following up with people, but we're still kind of figuring out like. Yes, but we have, like, a master list of sorts. So we do have everyone's name on there. We're working through it, we promise. Like, <laughs> it For a while there, it was like, wait, Devin opened this message. I didn't open this message. Yeah. Did I? You know. Anyways, so keep sending us, like, questions, stories, um, tips. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh- So I was recently talking to someone on a Zoom and this question came up and I thought it was a great one for us to both talk about. So do you have any, because I have a good one of stories of like, like a cringe dating story of ever like the first time you met someone's parents or the first time like they met your parents or like anything around like family meetings. You go first. Okay. (laughs) Um, Sure. There's something. And I'll say it because, like, my dad sometimes listens to these. So, hi, dad. Um, Hello. Uh, my first my first <laughs> boyfriend I ever had, I remember when we were meeting the families, he had already pre- previously met my mom and my stepdad because they were patrons at his restaurant. How so old were you? I was, uh, I, I think I, I had, like, just turned 21. So, not very far off in the future. But, like, I was, like, 20 going on 21 and he came over to our house as we were doing like a family dinner and my dad had recently changed um our living room which we never used into like a bar (laughs) so like we just have like a a chill bar like gaming space like there's an old like miss pac-man game in there you know like it's kind of cool like for because it was for a while before my stepmom and her, um, my two step siblings moved in. It was just me and him in this house, and we like never used our living room. So I was like, oh, okay, let's just turn it into a thing. Um, yeah, make it fun. Why not? Who cares? Yeah. So <laughs> we had like dinner in there. It was going well. Like I was nervous, but it was okay. Like conversation was good. And then at a certain point in the night, my dad and my stepmom, I think, were having such a good time that they kept breaking into like our wine collection. And so slowly, they just got so wine drunk like through the whole evening and I was just like so embarrassed I was like oh my god this was going well and then now it's just like going downhill so quickly and like they and also I don't think they realized and I think my boyfriend at the time thought it was kind of funny but I was just like so embarrassed because it was to the point where they were like kind of slurring at a certain point we were playing darts and I was just like oh no this is not gonna go well like someone's gonna hit the wall like it's just gonna be so bad and it just and it turned into a very much like oh my gosh like we like him so much but they were just like so gone and granted we were responsible we're at home so it's not me like judging them but I remember just being like so embarrassed I was like this is the first time he's meeting you and you both just got so and he thought it was hilarious but I was like I'm so sorry and he's like well they were having a good time I was like they were like they kept pulling out like wine from their collection they were so pumped to like show him and be like look at this like have you tried this like it was very cute but it was also like oh my gosh so then the next time my dad and my stepmom met 
my next boyfriend, I remember sitting them down being like, look, we're not doing another dinner at the house. And they're like, why? It was great. I was like, yeah, you both got real wine drunk. We're going to a restaurant so that this doesn't happen again. And they were like, oh, yeah, I guess guess we did. I was like, yeah, we're not doing that again. We're going to go. We're going to go out. We're gonna... um, so that's mine. Do you have any? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, man, I've had a lot of boyfriends. I was like a serial dater. Um, I kind of am, too. So eh. my mom all growing up, like I had my first boyfriend at 15, I think. Oh, okay. Um, all growing up, she would like have nicknames for them and she would, she would grade them. Love um, it. Not to their face or anything. Oh, no, just between you two. My mom kind of does that also. (laughs) The older I got, the like more I learned about the different nicknames and stuff. And, um, one of my, one of my like first boyfriends, um, my mom called him Ray Romano. (laughs) Because he, I mean, he looked a lot like him. It was just funny. And, well, the first time my mom, let's see. The first time my mom met my husband's parents. um, There's this restaurant out east. I don't know if it's out here, but it's called Buca de Beppo. And it's an Italian restaurant. Um, You walk in and it's just kind of one of those places that are just so ornately decorated. And not like fancy fancy but like very Italian like pictures all over the wall of like like famous Italian actresses like eating spaghetti or street scenes from Italy back in the day and it is just like a colorful Italian explosion and it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. it's like style food um and there were a lot of us there were like 10 or 11 so they yeah they have like big tables and we got sat, we were like walking to our table. It was me, my mom, my stepdad, my nephew, Zach, his kids, and then his parents. And they put us down at, it's called the Pope table. Mm. And it's a big round table. And right in the middle of it is just this fake Pope head in like an acrylic clear box in the middle of it. And it like spins. Yes. And yeah, that was very interesting. Um, you had kind of a meeting of religions between the two families and then the Pope had smack in the middle, but it was oh, fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did I, you guys get married in a church or no? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Cole's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, particularly religious. I'm definitely not in a sense of like church or whatever. So no, we sure. got married actually in a restaurant. Oh, cute. What yeah. was your wedding dress like? I always meant to ask you that. My, I've never shown you oh, my dress. Um, it was by the designer uh, Pranovius, and it's like a he's a Spanish designer in Barcelona, and it was um, so like crepe material, which is kind of like a heavy yes cotton. It was um, so it had long sleeves, um, but they were like sheer sleeves, um, mm-hmm. and then. The back, like, it had uh, buttons all the way down the back and, like, a like a drapey cowl in the back, which I loved. But then the, the entirety of the dress, like, from, like, the chest down was just white or, like, ivory crepe. And it was really fitted, um, super, super simple. Like, there wasn't an ounce of bling or any – I'll post a picture on our Instagram. Yeah, pretty. And- wasn't an ounce of bling on it anywhere it was just crepe and chiffon um it had a small train to it I wasn't gonna wear a veil but they put one on me and it was this big long like or not long it was a little bit past the fingertips which is a pretty long veil two-tiered Vera Wang horsehair veil which Uh I used to sell wedding dresses and so that's I I know a lot of the intricacies of them and a horsehair veil holds its shape so when you see a veil that's just like holding its shape and sitting so perfectly it's probably horsehair um and then I yeah I ended up getting a veil and this dress which was crazy expensive and my plan was to spend under like 700 and that just didn't happen it was the very first dress I tried on oh cute I tried on other wedding dresses for fun when I was selling them and stuff and then for photo shoots but yeah very first dress I tried on 
Um, I feel like finding a gown for under seven under seven hundred dollars is super rare now. I think most of them are at least like a thousand. I think. For the most part, unless you get real lucky or you just are really mindfully searching. There's a lot of places out here that do resale wedding dresses, which is smart. Yeah, I think uh, Portland's got a lot of those. Or they do, or there's a lot of vintage shops, too, that will specifically try to find, like, bridally gowns so you can find them for a little less, too. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I'll post a picture of that. That was my wedding. Yeah, I, I always... um. For a while, I was always like, oh, I know what my wedding dress is going to be. And now having done bridal, it's totally like changed my mind because like I'll put on some of the bridal gowns that I never would have picked for myself initially. And I'm always like, I really like this. This is really yeah. cute. Maybe I could wear this for my wedding. <laughs> like, well, Yeah, from like a wedding. So I used to also be a wedding planner. So I was a wedding planner and I um, sold wedding gowns. Any brides out there listening when it comes to shopping for your wedding dress, I would start there because it's gonna it's gonna tell you how formal the rest of the wedding should be, what mm-hmm. venue to get, blah blah blah, and like try on different shapes and stuff, and just like try and keep the number of dresses you try on to like eleven, because if you go past that, you're fucked. <laughs> you're just yeah. gonna get so overwhelmed and. Oh, I wish that I could just like hold every bride's hand and be like, look, just have fun and remember that like you're getting married at the end of the day. And if that's what happens, that's the point. So mm-hmm. things are going to go wrong. Yeah. yeah. No, tangent, but I guess I could talk about how Zach and I first met. Because that's a good story. Unless yeah, I'm- I think we've only like lightly touched on that. So go for it. So... Zach and I met, I was the wedding planner. Um, he was not the groom. I it was going to be a little scandalous if that was the answer. <laughs> everyone's question. So it was back in Pittsburgh where I'm from. I was a wedding planner. I'd been doing it for about five years, four years, maybe three and a half, four years at that point. And this was like the absolute hardest wedding of my life. It was the couple, the parents and all. And it was like just a huge wedding with a lot of demands and it was a very stressful wedding. Um, Describe the wedding. Like what was the theme? What was the, you know? Um, so first of all, the venue was the studio where they used to film Mr. Rogers. Oh, um, fun. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like a big soundstage studio. It was gorgeous. Um, I think it was the first wedding ever done there. And, um, but so the bride was from Texas and the groom was from Iowa. So you have two very proud, strong States. Heck yeah! Um, and I really liked how they had it laid out. Um, so they have what you kind of would refer to as like the happy hour area, the cocktail area, mm-hmm. um, separate from where dinner is served so that the caterers can get that set up while people are enjoying cocktail hour. Yeah. Nobody has to do their wedding this way. This is just a very typical, especially in Pittsburgh, wedding. Um, And so their happy hour area was cute. It was Pittsburgh themed because that's where they lived now. Um, But it had like a keg that had a like a beer tap on it from like the grooms or like a famous Texas beer. And then the cake topper was like Iowa themed. And so that room was all themed to like incorporate their states and like how to photo booth and stuff. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it was a gorgeous wedding overall if you didn't have to, anyways. Plan it, <laughs> if you didn't have to be a part of those systems. Yeah. It was like, just I don't even know how to describe it. It was like the bride and groom, oh, I forgot about all of this. They like lip synced over a rap song and they made a rap video mm-hmm. oh my god watch and then oh my god i just can't so the wedding was very hard um and i was kind of standing out near the bar area where guests were congregating like just doing my job and one of the guests i only knew one person at the wedding and she happened to be one of my, like, uh, she helped train me as a wedding planner. And she came up to me. She's like, how's it going? And I was like, oh, my God, Aubrey. And I looked at Aubrey and I was like, I think I'm just going to, like, go home with the bartender. And I was like, I'll take just about anything at this point. Because I was <laughs> like, I, this wedding. And Zach came 
out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, and jumped into the conversation and said, hi, I'm Zach. I like you. And then shook <laughs> and I just was like, oh, my God, like, OK, whatever. And then separated because I had to go back to where the lighting guy was and work on some stuff. Anyways, he kept trying to kind of get my attention all night, but I was working and I'm like pretty professional. So I was, you know, ignoring it and stuff, but I was also mindfully like keeping an eye on him. I was like, is he here with anybody? Like what's the, by the end of the wedding, the groom, I think kind of felt bad at how fucking crazy it was, whatever. And, um, he was like, have a beer, go like dance, just go have fun. And at this point in the night, like that, it was something that I like everything was done except the dancing and I just had to wait for the wedding to be over. So then Zach and I started dancing um, and he was really, really drunk, but Mm -hmm. he asked for my phone number and then he, you know, like called my phone to make sure it was the right number. And um, (laughs) I got this really lovely voicemail from him that was like super drunk that night. And then he, what happened was he like asked me to go watch a hockey game and I love hockey I'm a sucker for it and honestly I thought he had tickets to an actual game um and so I said yes but ultimately we went in in Pittsburgh they'll play the um Stanley Cup games outside of the arena on massive like jumbotrons mm-hmm. and gather out there and watch it and that's what we did and then that's that was kind of fun though yeah and our first we have a picture together the very first night we met dancing and the picture was taken by Andy Warhol's niece Abby Warhalla. Um, so we have just a really strong Pittsburgh connection. We met there. Andy Warhol's from Pittsburgh. His niece took our photo. We met at the Mr. Rogers Studios. Yeah. Anyways, we got married in a very Pittsburgh area. <laughs> Would you ever do like a vow renewal, like out here, now that you guys are both out here? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> just like, eh, eh. <laughs> romantic person. I'm I, not that that's cheesy. I I don't mean to like downplay anybody that does it. I just don't. Maybe one day, just to throw another party. That's why I like it more. I think it's more of like an. I I would almost use it as an excuse for like a fun anniversary party, like like your tenth wedding anniversary or something. Like just like a fun like okay, like you know. Any excuse for a party. Heck yeah, it's yeah. Dress so. Oh my god! If I fit in my wedding dress in like ten years, I'd be amazed. That yeah, thing yeah. is limited. I was small. I was small. I mean, wedding. Like, I think that's like me with my prom dress because I. So last year, I got asked to be a date for a ROTC ball on Oregon, at Oregon State. So like the ROTC, the soldiers, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and those are really, really fancy. So initially I was like, oh my gosh, what if I fit into my old prom dress? Because <laughs> it's still like, it was, it was really formal. The problem is it was a two piece. So I was like, ooh, I don't know if I can get away with that. Cause like usually the balls are relatively formal and leaning conservative. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I can get away with it. But I remember sending him a picture of it being like, just in case, but I had like a backup dress. But mm-hmm. I like went to in my room to try it on and it fully fits still. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, yeah. Because my waist was so, was smaller than it is now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I know the top will fit fine. I don't know about the skirt. Cause I think at the time I was like a 25 waist. Mm-hmm. Like I was smaller and I'm like a 26, 26 and a half waist at this point, which isn't that much. But in terms of that skirt, it was very tight already. So I was like, I don't know if it's going to And yeah. Yeah, and I remember putting it on and being like, oh my god, it fits. And I couldn't wear it anyway because I knew it wasn't, didn't fit the conservative vibe because I knew, kind of knew he was going to say no, but I was like, what if I can make it fit? Like, and That's awesome. Yeah, It's a good feeling. Like, my wedding dress still fits. Um, and I'd love to do a photo shoot in it. I want to do a shoot in my prom dress because it's really fun. Let's just, our next photo shoot for the thing, let's just bring dresses we'll probably never get to wear again. Ooh, yeah. And I just like- <laughs> Yeah, just do like some glamour. I'm here for it. That'd be fun. Ugh, I want to shoot so bad. Do you have that feeling too? Yes. I did a FaceTime photo shoot two days ago with a photographer in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I see. And yeah. Cool. And I have another one coming up. But I mean, I was, I was messaging. What's his name? I'm so sorry. Let me find it on Instagram because like I know I'm going to mess it up. 
Johnny. Um, Mango? Yes. Yeah. We I, were talking. Thing real quick, shout out to Johnny because he's like a huge like supporter of our show. And anytime we come out saying negative things about like photographers or being creepy, he supports us. Yeah. I'm, I met him once in person for five seconds, and because I'm so awkward, it was, like, the most awkward high and by, but we talk all the time. He seems yeah. like a really cool guy. Yeah, we were, we've been DMing on Instagram, and he's, like, an absolute doll, but we're trying to plan a shoot together, too, but I did, like, an at-home photo shoot, and I wasn't really, like, in love with it, to be honest, because, like, I just used my iPhone. I didn't have, like, a camera. Oh, not my iPhone. I just used my phone. I didn't have a camera. And he was like, wait, send them to me and I'll play with them. And I was like, okay. And then he edited one and it looks so cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I love this so much. Did you post it or did someone post it? I put it on my story because I only post things in sets of threes. I'll send it to you because you can put it on the Instagram. Um, Remember it because I was like, oh my God, Johnny and Devin, like. I yeah, we're planning a shoot together right now because I have a couple ideas when this is all over. For quarantine, yes. Yes, post, yes, for being safe post quarantine. I was try- someone was asking me, they're like, "Well, couldn't you still shoot?" I was like, "Well, technically, yeah, because like you're probably far apart enough from a photographer, in a sense, if you're shooting just with them. But the problem is like most of the time you are in a studio and you need like a makeup team unless you're doing your own makeup, so it's hard to just get one on one. And like, also. Yeah. Places aren't open for you to go, like, go into a park and, like, shoot. Like, you can't just, you know, mm-hmm. not going to work right now. Um, but, yeah, so that was really cool. So I'm so excited, Johnny. I'm pumped to work with you. Also, guys, uh, just a shout out. He has this thing on his Instagram, which I so appreciate and wish every photographer did. Um, in his stories on his Instagram, like his highlights, if you click the one that says shoot um, FAQ, it's a little blurb that's basically, like, a whole safety thing it's like how much he charges why he doesn't do trade for photo that much like if because he, he does tend to shoot a lot of nudity or lingerie like you obviously don't have to do that but he explains his process he talks about safety which i think is like so great and like upfront about everything which i really appreciate i'm like obviously like i had not met him yet i had heard of him through you and i know you only met him like briefly i saw he'd shot at cobalt though so i figured yeah. i know cobalt loves him yeah. i've only heard good things about him I have too, but it's like you still never know and it's still good to check with other people. So it's good that he puts that little thing up being like, please talk to other people. Like, don't just trust any random photographer. And I was like, I appreciate this. Thank you so much. Um, I told him before, like, it's just great to have his support, especially because he does shoot a lot of nude and like kind of fantasy nude. It's really nice to have a photographer that does that safely and mm -hmm. mindfully have our back so yeah he does really beautiful work if you guys want to check out his yeah it's like um a lot of it's like kind of fantasy a lot of it like when I'm looking at it I don't know what's going on but my brain like will kind of quickly fill in the story Mm -hmm. it's really it's it's very beautifully done I think it's very pretty and he does cool editing yeah I don't think it's too over the top sometimes like it just makes it more fantasy like but I don't think it doesn't seem to be too much because even with what I gave him I was like oh this was the vibe I was going for and he was like I see that I'm just gonna like play with it and I was like okay and he just did it and it looks cool and it's not too much um which I think is fun that's cool I want to send out mine to people yeah I mean you could probably send it to him if he listens to this he might just play around with it you know um oh the the classic question of if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Or you could choose a couple people, I guess, because it's hard for me to pick one, you know. Yeah, I would have to pick a couple, I'm sure. Honestly, the first one that comes to my mind is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, I would just love to sit down with her and, like, pick her brain. Sure, yeah. She seems like a badass. I don't know why. That was just the first pe- person. All right. Go. If we're going the... the, pre- the uh, government route i think michelle obama would be cool to talk to too just have a little sit down with yeah so classy i just she's such a classic lady just like uh so gorgeous and like well-spoken and uh yeah probably her and then after that oh sorry go go for it audrey hepburn Ooh. um i've always been a big fan she's done so much good for the world I just love her. I mean, she's passed away now. But. Well, yeah, we said dead or alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to go with like Liz Taylor or 
um, or Marilyn, because I think she struggled with a lot of things. It'd be interesting because, you know, there's been so many movies about her now and about like what we think she went through. And it'd be so interesting yeah. to actually like hear her, her side of things because I feel like it didn't, it didn't get told very well, you know. Yeah. Also, she's such a classic beauty. Um, I would love to meet some of my favorite authors that have passed, like Ruman Capote and um, John Steinbeck. Uh, Sylvia Plath, specifically. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously I'd do Prince because I adore Prince, or David Bowie, because they'd both be really cool, I think, to hang out with. Um, And then I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Miss Coco Rocha yet, so I would obviously do that, too. (laughs) Um, She's great. Yeah, well, she's an icon. I'm sorry. The stuff she's doing in quarantine is just so great on her Instagram. She's and like her TikTok, she's killing it. Like she's really encouraging to us. Um, yes, thank you so much. <laughs> and yeah. I guess quick shout out: they are doing Kokorosha Model Camp online. Um, it's really great. I did a couple of it to test it out for them, and. Um, and then joined one of the actual ones to get the full thing. Um, message us if you're interested. I can um, get you all the information and um, scout yes. you. And yeah. Yeah. Nicole's a, a formal scout for the Coco Rocha model camp. So if you have any questions about it, you can DM our Instagram or just hers. And she will answer all your questions. Anything um, you think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you had to live outside the U.S., where would you live? Outside the U.S. Yeah. Um, I just thought about this the other day for some reason. I haven't, like, spent enough time in other countries, I feel like, to know for sure, for sure. But I think, like, anywhere fashion-oriented, like Milan Mm -hmm. or Paris... It's all very boring to say and very obvious, but right <laughs> that's like where my head is at. Sure. Or- um, I always thought I could do uh, like BC, um, Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Like I really like Victoria. I know it's like a cute little island. Like Vancouver Island, I think is very adorable. Um, mm-hmm. It's small, but I think I could do it. Or if not, if I needed a bigger city, like Vancouver, BC is actually like very similar to Portland in vibe, but just bigger um, and and very cute still. And like, I think I could do that because we've gone there enough on vacations and like holidays and stayed there for a while. It's for yeah. where I get the culture of the city pretty well. And it's like, I like this. I think I could like do this. Um, my stepkids live. They like it. Yeah. Like it's it's very similar vibes. It's very chill. It's urban, but it's like a good mix of like, I don't know, like. BC is just cool. Like, I like BC in general as a province. Like, it's just got a very, like, classically uh, English influence, but then it's also very modern and West Coast in the same way. Like, it's it's cool. What a beautiful nature. Yes, that too. Uh, or I think I could do, um, like, the UK. Like, I, could, I really loved London when we went there. And... Um, like London. And then it is so easy to get around because they have, like, you know, the tube, which is just, like, our Mac system. Mm-hmm. Like, I... So I think anywhere in that general area, because I'm sure London's very expensive to live in, but like around that area, I think would be really pretty and cool. And like, also their fashion is so great. And like this city is just so fun. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, a, I'm a city gal. I don't mind a small town as long as I'm in driving in not terribly far driving distance of a, of a city. Like, I prefer to be like right outside of a city. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. Like in Vancouver, like where you live and where like I I live when I'm up in Vancouver like we're outside of the main area but you're still like technically in Vancouver so the drive to downtown Vancouver is like 10 minutes you know yeah. like which is great so it's really easy um whereas like where I am now like from Corvallis to Portland is like an hour 30 and it's like oh man <laughs> I, could I guess look- it does depend on the city though because I think I could live in New York City mm-hmm. um but I'm also so comfortable there. It's easy to say that. I'm sure there's other cities that I wouldn't. For me, it's like a safety thing. It's like, how safe do I feel in the city? Like Portland, I couldn't, I don't think I could live in, in the city of Portland. I um, think you could live in like the Pearl. We, yeah. I don't Maybe. know. 
Well, because it's just so like, I don't think you could do East Side. That just also doesn't seem your vibe. Um, I think you could do West Side though. Okay. Just not a West Coast person. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Would you live in downtown Vancouver? Because it's getting cute. I live in down. I really, really like downtown Vancouver, actually. Okay. Yeah, and also like Vancouver's a little smaller than Portland, so it's not as. Um, I love like um I love an old city feel. Like I love a city that that feels like it's like reinventing itself. That's kind of how Pittsburgh is. It's like a very old city, old neighborhoods and stuff. And that's how downtown Vancouver feels to me. Um sure. where houses are law offices and mm-hmm. then there's still stretches where it's not crazy, crazy busy. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really liked I feel safe in downtown Vancouver. It's cute. It's getting a lot cuter. When we, when I remember when we first moved up there, it was like still like in its weird phase of like trying to figure itself out. <laughs> and I feel like now it's figuring itself that, out. Like six years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I do. Was... In the summer, we'll have to. Zach and I like to appetizer hop in downtown. Like we'll just go park somewhere, and, and there's just so many little places you can walk to. Oh like... yeah, it's like perfect for that now. Yeah, but there's all that new build up too. Um, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh is, I've never been to Pittsburgh, but it's such a historic city. I'd love to go just for, because I'm just a history nerd. So I like doing all the tours and stuff. Sometimes. You'll have to go, you know, again, when quarantine is over. What's the first thing you want to do? I really want to shoot or I really just want to go out to dinner somewhere. Just like really bad. I want to go out to dinner. Like, I really want to shoot, but yeah. I, to I, eat. I simply just want to go to a restaurant where there, where you can sit inside of it. Like that's yeah. just <laughs> that sounds so sad, but like that's just what I want to do really bad. I thought my answer would be like go shop at Target, but honestly, yeah. surprisingly, like online has been fine for me. I have like a bit of a shopping problem, and uh, yeah. well, I, I feel like we, we both fall into that when we both get a little bored and we have income where we can shop we'll just be like oh look at all these things I've like saved for myself I should get them now like you know like I'm like how many things can I add to my cart that are under ten dollars oh yeah 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 I will say the Fred Meyer online is like a little dangerous because I'll just keep putting things in there that are like groceries and I'm like oh well but I could get this because like you know they're gonna be there anyway I might as well make them get what delivery like are you using do you use like an app I use like that shipped I use, I just made an account through Kroger, so Fred Meyer, and they do grocery delivery and drop off. But because Fred Meyer is like basically an all in one store, they will go, I, I tested and they will let you put other stuff in there that's not just food. So, like any of their like lifestyle kitchen things you can put in there. Like, I've had someone pick up like makeup stuff for me before because <laughs> like my Fred Meyer actually has like a decent, um, it's all drugstore brands, but a decent like setup for makeup. So they have actually a lot of selection and then has good makeup selection. They, they do. And then our Fred Meyer is one of the few that still has clothing because I know they were like scaling that back. So mm-hmm. I think I could actually put clothing in, in my cart and someone would go like personally shop and pick it up for me. So that's a little dangerous. The makeup part got dangerous. So I was like, oh, I need stuff. And I just kept putting things in my cart. So I just use that because um, get deliveries that's where it gets scary yeah so I've just been using that because Fred Meyer's the closest um grocery store to us uh where we are and then the other one would be Winco but they they don't I think they do but it seems like it's really limited because I looked at it one time and I don't think it's a lot of things so I was like I'll just stick with Fred Meyer because I shop there a lot anyway down here because it's one of the few stores I can go to that has a lot of like stuff for my basically my allergies like they have a lot of gluten-free things they have a lot of dairy-free things like they're they have more selection for being in a tiny little town so because mm-hmm. I, I don't have a target by me you know where the, the closest target is albany which is 30 oh. minutes away from me <laughs> that's like one of my requirements is a close it's, target it's a target <laughs> but if anyone's looking like if you don't know where delivers or whatnot there's two apps that i know of it i like shipped s-h-i-p-t Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be bigger out here and it's got Safeway, Fred Meyer, Petco, um, Target and a few other things and then um, Instacart. I know more people out east that use that one than out here but um, and it populates all the stores that 
are included. So you just pick which store, you create your cart, and then it assigns you a shopper and a delivery time. Yeah, the shopper is great. I like it because you can tech through through the Kroger thing. I can text them because yeah. they'll like replace things sometimes, and then they'll be like, "Hey, is it okay if I replace this with this?" And I'm like, "Yes." Like it's actually kind of nice to like. Every now and then you'll get a shopper that's very like. They'll send you a picture and they'll be like, this is the size difference and the cost difference. <laughs> or you get someone that literally you just get the notification like Josh replaced yeah. this. And it's like, wait, would you replace it? <laughs> and I have to like text them and be like, hey, wait, what is it? And they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I meant to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I tip your people well. I've been leaving. I'm just trying to give them because through, I don't know if it's through the other things, but through the Kroger, the Fred Meyer online, you can pick your tip percentage and I've been trying to give them a decent one because they're working very hard right now so yeah you can do that on the other apps that I've tried as well and yeah it's super important to tip really well right now if you're somebody that has extra rubber gloves or fabric masks or anything that you can like leave out for delivery people when they come I've been doing that just like a little Ziploc bag with a fabric mask that says like for DoorDash or for UPS and then they've just taken it when they've stopped to drop stuff also, where your mask is in pu- wear the mask in public. There's still like so many times I go. I haven't gone out in public a lot, right? But like yesterday, I had to get gas, so mm-hmm. I put my mask on, and I go to like one gas station because I really like the, the people that work there. They're just very nice. And the last time I went, the guys were wearing masks, so I was like, oh, chill. This time I went, none of the other cars that pulled up there were wearing masks. None of the attendants were wearing masks. So I was like, guys, we're supposed to be wearing masks when we're interacting with other people. Put your damn masks on. Like, I don't understand. I know. I um... Wear a mask in public. I Sure, maybe you could get away with it if you're, like, going on, like, a morning jog and you don't think you're going to run into people or you, like, cross the street if you see someone else coming at you, right? I'll give you that, okay? But any other time... Like, you're in a grocery store, you wear a mask. You have to go out and get gas, you put a mask on. Like, it's just being... Side pickup, put your mask on. Put your mask on. Or do the drop-off where they don't have to ring... Like, you don't have to answer the door. Like, do just leave a door and then wait for them to walk away. Then get your stuff. Like, just... Come on, people. Just can do it. I know. It'll be over so much faster. Well, and it's been, like, a steady, like... For a while, I didn't see anyone. The few times I've had to go to the grocery store, like when I can't get stuff for delivery, um, I also go at like very odd times just to like try to try to not get there when there's a big group of people. But the few times I've still gone, like most people are wearing masks at the grocery store, which is getting better. But then again, like it boggles my mind. Like if I'm going on my, I go like and do a, like a speed a speed walk. I'm not a runner. <laughs> I speed walk. Runner either. I know what you mean. You like. Yeah, you fast enough to get your heart up and yeah and you do like a long like a couple miles yeah and I still put a mask on because I might run into other people who are also you know exercising which is fine but then I've passed so many people still doing that that aren't wearing them I was like guys you're still interacting with the public like you still could run into someone like me on the sidewalk like and you don't I don't understand (laughs) listen listeners who aren't wearing masks right like you're not allowed to go outside and go for a walk or a jog between the hours of like 7 a.m or 10 a.m and 7 a.m so you get a three-hour window there now that you can go out and go for a walk or a jog because they're trying to reduce all of that and what's happening now too because people can't stay home and they're not safe when they go out stores like target and fred meyer are going to have to stop selling things in store that aren't essential so you're no longer going to be able to run into Target and go buy your mascara. Yeah, just order it on Amazon <laughs> or through Ulta or Sephora. Like, Order it or don't get it. Or, or you know what? We're in quarantine. Why are you putting makeup on anyway? Like, <laughs> doing it for like little shoots and stuff, but like order it, people. Yeah, that's Target, nice. You spend over $50. It's free shipping. If you have a Target red card, it's free shipping. Amazon Prime, free shipping. Walmart.com, free shipping. I think Sephora and Ulta, if you're like a their beauty member, I think if you're over $50, it's free shipping too for yeah, both of I those. feel like Ulta always has a coupon for free shipping as well as they always have like a $3.50 off coupon, like $3.50. Yeah, you should support Ulta more now because they're actually still paying their employees, where Sephora just laid off all their people, which is very rude. Um, 
ordered a bunch from Ulta because my birthday was last month and there were some things I wanted to get as my like birthday gift. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Wear your damn mask. Like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm not telling you you can't leave your house. If you need to go on a run or a walk or like I've been doing little drives where I don't physically leave my car. So I don't put a mask on because I'm not actually interacting with people. Um, I'm le- I'm going from my driveway to my car to my car. I'm driving around. Then I'm coming back. Like I'm not interacting with people. If you need to do that to stay sane, sane, great. Because I've been doing that too. But put on a mask. Like let's just be safe. Masks only work when everyone's wearing them. Yeah, and Oregon's doing really well. I just saw a report from Oregon Live saying that they we've plateaued, and they think that like about six weeks so like what you were telling me when we were talking on our own nicole like second week of may is probably when they will start slowly lifting things but still guys we gotta be aware and careful they'll only be able to do that if everybody tries harder now saying that is also saying they're not gonna lift everything right away they're probably gonna be like hey you can go to like the doctor's office for like you know regular checkups and then we're gonna wait a little probably and then maybe they're like, okay, maybe you could actually go back to the dentist now. Like, it's going to be small things. It's not going to be completely back to normal. Like, And, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, it's just, it's a lot. There's so many unreported cases and no testing. And now, like, I, yeah, anyways. And, and, you know, Washington is so much worse. Oregon is, Oregon's one of the few states that I think is doing, like, really well, actually, in terms of numbers. Like, because Clark County has had so many deaths and so many cases. And that's the county I live in. And it's mm-hmm. literally across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, when you live in Clark County, for the most part, like, more on the Vancouver end of things, it's almost like you live in Portland because the news that you get is Portland news. and. Yeah. I mean, it's not weird at all for people to live in Vancouver and work in Portland. And A lot of people do. Yeah, here, I'll pull current numbers. Current reported cases in Washington is right over 11,000. Mm-hmm. And Oregon is basically right above 1,600. So that's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, my county is still at 21 cases and one death. Okay. Uh, but also, like, we are down in Southern Oregon, so I don't know how much they're testing, uh, to be honest. But Smaller population. It's a, my population is all elderly retirees mm-hmm. and, and then students. And then there's a small population that is probably, like, young families and people who, like, work for the university or work in agriculture. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's students and the, and the retirees. So, like, the two worst populations to be together <laughs> are together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Have you seen the thing? Um, I think I saw like another thing come out that they think they're going to call, um, any babies that are being born right now or born post COVID or during COVID, they're going to call them like generation C, (laughs) which is just like, oh man, (laughs) it's just kind of mean, I feel like, but like, yeah, this is going to be, this is something like that it's going to be studied like the 1918 flu pandemic. And how that was studied, this is going to be the same thing. It's just we're not doing well. Like, we're not doing well. Nope. And they're going to find out that the U.S. Oh, we did a bad job. <laughs> horrible job. And we still are doing a horrible job, considering people still can't seem to wear fucking masks. Well, did you see the thing, like, um, I think Florida... There's, like, was still, I don't think this is true anymore, but, like, I think last week there were still, like, five states that didn't have stay-at-home orders. Yeah. Um, And Florida, like, I think it was the governor came out and was basically like, oh, we just didn't know, like, the risks of it yet. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's an interview, and I was like, dude, have you just not been paying attention? Like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. I had Florida, so... (laughs) Oh, Florida. Get your shit together, Florida. Like, <laughs> We've been waiting a long time for that to happen. It's not going to. <laughs> um, Easter just happened. Is your family like a big Easter celebrator? Or... Girl, I couldn't even tell you what Easter is about. And Jesus being out here... Driven. That's what it's about. Because <laughs> out here... So in Pittsburgh, it's a very Catholic-dominated city. Yes, and- it is. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, I, I haven't seen it out here once since living out here, but Ash Wednesday, like, everybody walks around with ash on their forehead. That's a Catholic mm-hmm. thing. So I always knew when Easter was coming. And even when I was back in Pittsburgh um, last month, like, all of the restaurants put out Lent menus, and they changed their menus on Fridays to accommodate Lent and all of that kind of stuff. So I used to know when Easter was all the time. Now, I couldn't, I don't know. And I still don't know what it's about. I don't, I don't really care. As, um, a, as a former Catholic, I can educate you. So yeah, Lent is supposed to be, um, I remember it was a big deal in my house because I was raised Catholic. So we always had to do it. The traditional thing for Lent is you give up meat. Um, on Fridays. On Fridays. But so not fish. Fish, you can fish still is fine. Fish. It's just other meats <laughs> you give up. Um, and you do that, I think, like two or three weeks leading up to Easter. You're supposed to do that. Or now it's like you give up other stuff. Like some people will give up like social media. Other people will give up like drinking. Like that's actually really popular um you know like you're supposed to do some some form of suffering uh and well, I get annoyed there were people who are like I'm giving up giving up things for Lent I'm not I'm I'm giving up on giving things up that's like, not how that works like, <laughs> um so you do that and then Easter is supposed to be the day that Jesus has rose um from from dying so it's he rose again and then there's a big mass um, Easter Mass was always a big deal for us. I remember also I, just me as a child not loving being there. I always remember being like, ooh, this is the one time that our um, priest wore like really fun colors because it was Easter. <laughs> so they That's always did, did like really beautiful like purple decor, like this deep like magenta or this really deep like royal purple it'd be like purples and golds so like the whole church would be decorated in that kind of theme and then he would wear a very beautiful like um piece like that and it was very cool so I was always like this is the prettiest time is this is the prettiest um Easter mass I think is like hour hour 30 um they're pretty sometimes they're two hours Catholic that was the thing about being Catholic, and anybody else can attest to this. We know how to stretch out a mass. They get so long. Um, so that's what it's supposed to be. And then usually what we would do is after Easter, then we would do, like, our Easter egg hunt. And I don't know where the Easter bunny came from. I remember hearing someone reference that it's just supposed to be, like, spring-related. I think so. So it's I like, oh, bunny sure. spring, like, oh, Easter bunny eggs. So it's, it's not necessarily... Uh, Easter Bunny doesn't necessarily connect to like the religious part of Easter, but it's supposed to be just like spring is coming, welcoming spring. Like that's mm-hmm. not religiously based, but it's a representation of. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the goodwill of, of like, the gods is kind of oh. supposed to be linked to Santa Claus or you know, you know, something like that. But anyway, really for uh, people like me to feel involved who don't celebrate the meaning of, I guess. It's just a spring thing. It's more like a spring celebration. It's basically what Easter is. Um, It's right around spring spring solstice, I think. Or um, not, because there's summer and winter solstice. It's right around like one of the equinoxes, if I'm remembering correctly. So like it is kind of significant in that way too. But um, I used to, it's on my birthday every now and then it falls on my birthday. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like a form of like a rebirth in theory. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that like, my family it's still a big deal to my family because a a chunk of my family is catholic and they were like do you want to come up for easter and i was like no we're not supposed to be seeing each other we're not supposed to no 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 (laughs) um which is sad but it's like no we have to like sorry next time all churches who did online service and live streamed Mm -hmm. you who kept all of your um parishioners is safe and healthy yeah yeah yeah, there's a lot of um locally uh, model Tiffany Fasian and her husband is a I apologize if I'm using the incorrect term here, but he's a pastor and um I saw her posting about them holding like um church stuff on Skype. Church stuff. You know, and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a it's a good way to do it. I feel like you can do like a live stream or like something like that. Like and it's still connected and 
you know, it's a way to work around things. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just know, I know a lot of people were bummed about it because like initially there were some prompts, some very false promises saying that we, this country would be open for Easter, which is incorrect. So it's like, uh, no, no, let's, (laughs) maybe let's shoot to be open for the 4th of July. Let's not shoot for Easter. (laughs) Say like our country shouldn't be basing things off of religious holidays. So I mean, accurate, but <laughs> we're so mean. <laughs> yeah. Original, yeah. uh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Eh, eh, you know. All right. <laughs> Could you? Do you have any? I have another question. If you can't think of any, go for it. Okay. Could you ever imagine being named a different name, like not being Nicole? I think about this a lot to be oh okay (laughs) I don't hear my I mean I don't personally hear my name a whole lot on like tv shows like used as characters and stuff um and then yeah I and so the other day I was watching something and I they had a character named Nicole and it made me think about this and it I almost actually went on Facebook to say hey if you had to give me a name and you didn't know it was Nicole what would it be because I don't know Mm, let me I think. say changing my last name was really fucking weird. It like felt like an identity change. I was not prepared for that feeling. What's your What's your maiden name? Case C A S E. Old case. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like Nicole Nance. It's like the double N. Like yeah, N-A. kind of fun. I yeah. I could see you as like a hmm. I used to go by Nikki. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I could see it was like a, like a Ashley, or like a, uh, hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one. It is um, hard. Devin goes both ways. It's, it's uh, very androgynous, so it kind of fits for both. Um, Spelling wise for Devin. And a, like masculine, feminine. Is there a difference or are there yeah. just multiple spellings? So there is. Like formally, if we're, if we're going back to the English formal way of spelling, uh-huh. which my parents uh, abided by. So it's, if it's male, it's supposed to be D-E-V-I-N. So technically Devin. And then if it's female, it's supposed to be D-E-V-O-N. So, and you could say like Devon, um, but I say Devin. Um and then other people just throw other vowels in there, but that's not how that works. So formally, it's either I-N or O-N um, for male or female. And then um, for a while, my my mom told me she was debating on my middle name being my first name, which my middle name is Francesca, um, which is really pretty. But she also was like, I didn't want people to call you Fran. And I was like, yeah, okay. I mind went to Frankie. Or, yeah, she didn't want it to turn into a nickname because she thought it was so beautiful on its own. Um, and then some people have said I could do, like, uh, they could see me as, like, an Aaron or something. Uh, uh, another thing along, like, the English-Irish names. Um, and then mm-hmm. what else? Like, even in high school, like, when we would do, when I did, like, French class and you could, like, pick your own French name, I still went with Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's a, I could see it as other, I could see me as other, like, uh, male, female names, like a Sydney or like, uh, you know, cause I feel like that already plays into my personality a lot. So, or something along those lines. Do you know what you would have been called if you were a boy? No, I, well, actually, uh, Nathaniel. Oh, so they stuck with the ends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Funny story. Um, so I have a set of cousins that on my dad's side mm-hmm. and all like about a year to two, maybe three years younger than I have two like quote unquote real brothers. So Andrew was born. If he was going to be a girl, his name was going to be Madeline, but he was born Andrew. And then my uncle had a girl and they named her Madeline. And then I was born. And if I was a boy, I would have been Nathaniel girl, whatever. They had a boy right after me and named him Nathaniel. So they all stole the names. Uh, I, it didn't follow with my little brother Matthew because they named their daughter Zoe, and I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know what Matthew's like backup name was, but yeah, I don't. I I know if, if I was a boy, I was gonna be Cole. Um, <laughs> but I think that happened to my parents too, because I think they were debating on having another kid, and they were thinking about boy names, and they thought of like they really liked like. Um, Preston and then one of my younger cousins is named Preston so I think his my my dad's twin sister liked that name and was like well that's what we'll call art I think that's how it goes I can't super remember um yeah with all the cousins I think I'm the only like uh d name there's a lot of like m's uh and s's in my like line of cousins but I it's similar to like I have two cousins that are like the same age as me and then there's um, a couple that are older so there's three of us that are all like would be graduating college together like we all graduated high school together so we all like are along the same lines but yeah yeah that's I have seven cousins all together we have how many 27 that's a lot I know it's crazy I think I, I think I have 12 on my dad's side and then I have one on my mom's side so it's like it's like it's basically nine and then twelve. So it's like <laughs> it's a little unbalanced. But is one yeah. of your parents an only child? No, my mom has an older brother. He just only had um, one son, and that's my only cousin on that side is Ty. And then I'm an only child. And then my dad's side, he has three sisters, and one is his twin. And um, they all had kids or stepkids, so there's just so many. <laughs> Yeah. And they, all, they all had more than one kid too because my dad and my mom were both my dad and my mom both only had one kid and then my mom's brother also only ended up having one one kid so that's why I only have one on that side and there's like a bunch on the other side uh-huh. um, but yeah it's kind of funny like uh, well family um, well anything else or do we want to do obsessions or let's go for obsessions okay do you have any to start? I just finished watching um, Taken at Birth on Hulu. Okay. And it's this like short little documentary on this doctor. And I actually think that there might be more episodes coming out. I'm not quite sure. But it's about this doctor that basically like sold babies when, like the minute they were born and told the moms that the babies had like died. <gasps> no. And there were 200 kids. Oh my gosh. Babies, because that was the last name of the doctor. And then, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's not as like over the top and entertaining as the Tiger King, but it's got some turns in it. Sure. But that's still insane. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I've, okay. I keep falling behind in MFM, but I'm slowly listening to more of my favorite murders. And then also I fell back into a podcast that I love called the strange and unusual, unusual podcast, um, which is like mystery and fun, but it's very historical. So she'll usually take like, um, uh, like her first episode, she takes the topic of like, um, speak of the devil, which is just like a term that we use in life. And she takes it and she breaks it down. So usually she like goes to like historical spooky topics and then tells like folk tales around them. She's just got a very cool voice too. Strange and Unusual. Strange and Unusual podcast, um, by Allison Horrocks. So she's got a great last name too. Um, I love learning like those little, like, did you know why we say, or did you know why this word came from? Yeah, she does a lot of that. So they're very like kind of spooky, macabre topics, but they're like historical. And then there's like folk tales around them and there's stories. It's very, it's very well done. She, uh, her production is great. Like she does a really good job. So I've been uh, catching up on those two because it's a little more like I love MFM, but once I fall behind, I'm like behind by like 10 episodes, you know? Uh yes strange and unusual is like she releases one every couple of months probably because I, I assume they take a long time for her to make so she's only got like I think 21 or 22 episodes but they're all like really good um and what else I have uh, a shout out oh yeah do it Ian brains it's like these two cosmetic chemists and they basically people just email in questions like is vitamin C really good for my skin? Does dry mm-hmm. make your hair fall? And they just sit there and answer them. And they'll research products for people and 
anyways it's i've learned quite a bit yeah um besides that been watching what have i been watching like a lot of hulu um and then a lot of netflix what and then a lot of youtube honestly the i will say one plus out of the this quarantine is i think it's caused a lot of people to be like very creative because you're in like a confined space so a lot of like fun content is coming out on like youtube and i think it's just really fun to get lost in like there's some just fun like beauty channels like like i like watching beauty tutorials or like people do skincare it's like very soothing like uh like vogue watching someone the vogue like take you through their beauty routine and i think they're just very like fun and also you can learn about products that you wouldn't have maybe thought of so Mm -hmm. those are just my hot tips but yeah i've been trying learn tiktok but <laughs> yeah about it. and uh, i haven't do- dove into tiktok tiktok yet but uh it's it seems oh, cool she says tiktok's where it's at right now yeah apparently i see them on some people will post their tiktoks on instagram so i can watch them and i'm like oh this is kind of fun but like eh. they're kind of fun yeah. until you start trying to make one and you're like why is this taking me four hours like <laughs> yeah yeah anyway okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, hopefully, next episode we'll have an interview, but we're working on that right now, so we'll yeah. see what happens. But, but yeah, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Wear your fucking masks. Wash wear your, your fucking masks. <laughs> really check in on your friends. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.